uh that was actually a spinning uh sidekick he does at the end yeah uh, but yeah <laughs> spinning no, that's a fucking roundhouse so that game... kick <laughs> isn't it that's a roundhouse kick no dude he spins and he hits when you come at you with the side the side of your foot slash the heel a roundhouse kick comes you do the top of your foot he does he spins backwards i'm almost positive i didn't know there was a differentiation i'll just have to i'll just have to take your word for it Hello and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is another Dead Pixel, the podcast that has won all of its lawsuits. Uh, my name is Nick and I'll be your host. Here with me this evening, as every evening, uh, is my co-host and uh, good friend. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing tonight? Doing okay. Uh, yes, he keeps me with him every evening. Someone please help. Shut up. I'm going to cut that. Um, uh, so you have left me in a corner with uh, nowhere to go from here. Um, but, uh, well, I mean, captivity aside, how, how, how are you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, just uh, I just recently picked up that uh, The Witcher 3 uh, with zero intention of playing that game. Uh, but... After you know, like I was like, "Hey, man!" And game of the year only ten bucks on PC. Uh, yeah, game why of the not? year what 2015? I, <laughs> I think yeah. It's my in my brain. I'm like, once it gets to ten bucks for the last how many years it's been out? I'm like, it hits ten. That's the magic number for the game of the year, and I get all the content. And plus, with the new uh, ex the the new update coming out, because I actually have the first two Witcher games, the base games, and then Don't I got that all? free upgrade. Okay. So I have them both listed. Like I think Steam has them on two separate listings. You know, the base game and the enhanced editions. Yeah. And I, I just remember getting when I got the uh, when I, when they upgraded the second game. I'm like, oh yeah, they just upgraded it. Cool. I really need to go back and play the first one again because I remember having a hard time playing it, and it was just like quote unquote realistic sword play for like combat for the time. And I'm like, this is too hard to learn. I'm not going to play this anymore. And then the second game came out. I'm like, people really seem to like it. I really want to play the first game so I know the story so that I can play the second game. And I this never is, did. This so is too hard. Just, I've <laughs> never even hit, I never even looked at the intro screen to The Witcher 2. And I fully bought Witcher 3 for 10 bucks, thousand percent knowing I'm not going to touch it. Just like, here it is. It's in my collection. I have it. And yeah, so it's just, it's just a sickness, but I mean, for 10 bucks, I've, I've wasted more on lotto tickets this year. I so. mean, that's what it means to be a gamer is buying games that you never play and know that you're never going to play when you buy them. But you know, yeah. that's just life. Well, um, how about yourself, man? How have things been going? Doing good. Uh, I've been excited, uh, all afternoon because a good buddy of mine got me a gift. You're going to do some hot live takes here, right? So and here yeah. it is. Uh, uh oh, I'm gonna have to blur that out. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, opening it live. We're gonna. All right. <laughs> That's funny. This is the gift I got you. So um, all right, let's see. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I haven't gotten you a gift yet. It's, why is it soft? Never do. I got you a gift last year. It was twenty-five dollars. I think maybe it was thirty. A gift for you. Merry Christmas, you weeb from Joseph. <laughs> I'm not going to say your last name. I don't want to dox you. 
I'm going to have to remember to blur that out. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to remember to do that. Oh, man. Damn you, HD cameras. Okay. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut in. Come on. So I imagine that it's... I'm just thinking it's probably something anime-related. Because you said weeb. So... I almost cut the gift. Thanks. No! You son of a... <laughs> I'm not showing this. I'm not showing oh, this. Oh, why not, man? It's just you, uh, you know, accepting your new way of life. You know, you've been having your eye on it. I saw it on your wish it's list. It's a mouse pad, and I'm going to let... <laughs> I'm going to let the viewer uh, do the imagining. Uh, what's on the other side? So, yes. so we have an up and coming project uh, we're working on, and this is kind of connected with that. How much money did uh, you spend on this, you motherfucker? <laughs> and this is uh, this is connected with that heavily. Uh, just uh, Nick has a very soft spot uh, for in his spot. heart for for this content. Uh, he has he has figures. I'm pretty sure he has a poster. He has the, he has the vinyl album coming to his house, and he also has a, he now has a soft spot for his wrist. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a cushioned mouse pad, uh, a nice plump, uh, you know, cushioned mouse pad for his uh, his supple wrists. Yes, uh, and. Yeah, you know, it's something that during the holidays, I think it's important to remember. It's not necessarily having to buy what you need, but it's buying a friend what they want, but normally wouldn't buy them themselves um, for one reason or another. Damn and it. I know he wants this. Once again, you can see his uh, his wish list on Amazon. Just It's just right there. It's not right there. <laughs> Damn you, Joe. I'm going to get you for this. I don't know how. I don't know uh, when, but I'm gonna get you for this. Yeah, it's totally worth it, man. I'm uh, this, yeah. Okay. I'm glad you, uh, yeah, but now you just, all right. So, we, enough. I should have uh, fucking suspense. done. I thought it was a real, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a real gift. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it was a real, real gift. Real money, though. But I thought it was gonna be like something that. <sighs> I don't even know. It's something you will you will <laughs> undoubtedly use, uh, whether or not you want to admit it or not. But you will use it. <laughs> okay. You may hide it when your father comes by or something like that. But it's not mine. I swear. Well, my friend bought it for me. I didn't get it for myself. I might. I might. Uh, I might re-gift it to my dad. <laughs> not really. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But I would do it to him. I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, my face hurts. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, uh, man, where do you go from there? Where do you go from that? Uh, um, so riding this train wreck all the way. All right. Um, so. so that happened. And, um, you know, if you're somebody who's in the know about weeb culture, otaku culture, I think that you can guess sort of the, you know, what, what happened here tonight. Um, and, uh, let it be a lesson to you, let a lesson, let it be a lesson to all of us. So, uh, the video game awards happened. Um, you and I Hard sort pivot. of, 
you know, I sort of watched it uh, semi together a little bit um, at the same time. Uh, a lot of a lot of awards were given out. I was actually I was actually pretty impressed with the the quality of the show. I I've heard it's been getting you know better over the past you know five or so years, um, but it definitely feels like a a real award show with uh, some fun stuff and lots of announcements. Uh, kind of a long commercial, gonna be honest, but but uh, it does have some cool, fun things. It's a little stupid at times, but overall, I think it went pretty well. Yeah, uh, I th- I think you're right, but I do have to uh, voice the uh, the sentiment that was uh, spoken by with uh, by Richard Ledbetter from Digital Foundry, where he's like. Well, we we try to hold this to like the same level. Of, I'm like paraphrasing, but it's like the same level as the Oscars. But what happened? Imagine watching the Oscars and then just seeing nothing but movie trailers between each award. Yeah, that's kind of the culture, though. Like, it, I, it's it's one of those things where like nobody really cares about a movie trailer because a lot of times movie trailers. And video game trailers to some degree, but a lot of times movie trailers, like I forget who said you can make two minutes of anything look good. Video game trailers, if you actually show gameplay uh, very much at all, it's pretty hard to make a bad game look good. And then a lot of stuff is these games people kind of know already coming out. So they have an idea that, hey, this game's going to be good. And they kind of see somebody like, oh, yeah, like then they can get hyped for it. Yeah, the uh, the other thing though is, I mean, the idea is you're you're there halfway to sell a product. You know, it's it's kind of it's trying to merge an award show with the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think that's that's the weird part. I mean, because he's he's mostly branding himself in a lot of ways. It's you know, uh, but I, you know, it's the one spot where at least a lot of uh, this and was it um, uh, uh, dice uh, the dice awards um. Uh, where you know, but those are developers, uh, you know, and creators like amongst themselves, nominating themselves, not so much outside influences. Um, yeah. But in this case, you know, it's just like, all right. Well, I really wish they they gave a lot more time and courtesy to a lot more of the other talks. They'll they'll talk about a few different awards, give them the speech, and then they'll turn around and be like, "And here's let's let's like shotgun rattle off this list of awards real quick." And then, all right, now let's get to something we consider interesting. Uh, but they also do have some maybe superfluous uh, categories that maybe shouldn't have been, uh, you know, uh, like best adaptation. Like, okay, that's um, yeah, an interesting one to put up there. Yeah, that's that is kind of weird. It's that that one is like video games are kind of craving to be recognized in the other art forms. Uh, and that's that's where that comes from. It's like, hey, can you take a video game and like make it into a an actual good TV show or an actual good movie? Um, and it sort of still remains to be seen. I think uh, there hasn't really been anything adapted from games that would be really critically acclaimed. I do think Arcane was really good though, um, and that's probably the closest thing that comes to mind, like offhand. But. Yeah, that's um, kind of just. Good. I actually forgot that one, to be honest. Uh, it did, yeah. I, I actually was not rooting for it at all. Um, I mean, it was it was quality. It was don't get me wrong. It was uh, I watched it. I watched it all. It was solid, but I didn't 
I forgot what else was there, but I was just like, I just thought something else, I forget what it was, something else won it, should have deserved it better. Um, and I feel like you kind of gave it to Arcane because it has all the Tencent money. Um, yeah. So. Well, I mean, Arcane was really well, was really well made. I mean, like, just the animation quality alone was pretty, pretty out there. Um, I haven't seen anything did else. You, did you finish it? I did, yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought it I thought it was good. I thought it was too slow at the beginning. Um and I didn't give a crap about any of the characters even though I knew who they were. Uh, I didn't give a crap about any of the characters until uh, about the middle of the show and then I was like, "Oh, okay." And then it finally got going for me and I, I liked it, but um yeah. But that that and like the I could kind of change the subject here, but like uh did you ever find out any more about the kid that came on stage? Cause I did. Oh no, I, I I tried looking at it. Um, so yeah, the, at the very very end when they did, um, our best game, uh, yeah, I have uh at the very end this kids rattle off some weird garbage. I <laughs> Gobbledygook. Guess. Uh, yeah, he said yeah, something uh, about Bill Clinton is his rabbi. He like I was like I like yeah. to nominate Bill Clinton my rabbi. <laughs> uh it's like just some kind of it's just basically a, a shit post in, in words in actual speech um but yeah apparently this kid had done similar stuff uh at other events he's like 14 or 15 and he was he was arrested but i mean someone said oh he, he got arrested and then somebody else was like yeah but he's like 15 they're, they're not gonna they can't do anything to him i mean like it's it's just whatever. So it's just I, kind of a weird thing. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand what, what he was doing on stage to begin with. Like it was weird. Cause he was just standing with the rest of them. Well, he, know, he, I actually watched a video of the, of where they kind of broke it down. Um, he, so the, you know, uh, the Miyazaki and his entourage, kind of like two or three other people, they got, you know, called up. Oh, you won. And then they got up and they started walking and they come from, from where they're coming from on their side of the, uh, of the seating. They kind of came up the, the side of the stage, but then down the middle of the, like the middle aisle toward the stage, that's where the kid came, just came walking up and all the eyes were on those guys winning the award. And he just kind of looped in behind them and nobody stopped him. Nobody could stop him. I guess he was unstoppable. Um, but like the thing, the, the major thing, it, it the major question it raises is like security, man. Like you need to have some people there now, like standing in the aisle, going like, okay, you, you, and you are clear. Or, Just or at least you think it's something. an invitation only, right? Because. Like yeah. no one's checking the front door or no one's checking like his, I mean, you know, like it's, it's only going to be a matter of time before some, someone plays the crazy card, like just for no, for to try to be famous and be like, I'm crazy. And I'm going to like off a bunch of famous people and uh, I'll be forever immortalized in nerd culture. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. Like, like, I don't know what the security was like getting into the building, but I mean, I guess the kid probably didn't, he didn't have any weapons on him or anything, but you, but it's not a public event, you know. And it's just like, uh, yeah, like you know, if if he had uh, had a weapon and he was crazy, then wow, like what you know could have happened. 
it, it, like nothing did happen. Uh, and maybe it is for the best that that uh, something sort of close or at least a uh, security um, a security risk was exposed. And so now maybe in the future they're going to hopefully shore that up. But yeah, that was wild. I mean, no, it's yeah, I mean, that's you know, but yeah, the first award they gave out honestly was um, they had uh, so it was for the best performance, and they had Al Pacino like is the one giving away the award of all of all famous video game people, <laughs> I guess. I mean. They had they found a really big name and it was he at least was enthusiastic despite it being really awkward. Uh, he admitted to not being able to read the teleprompter well, and he's like, "I don't play a lot of games, you know, but my my kids do, you know." <laughs> and it's just like, well, okay, like kind of it's just like like good on you for at least kind of putting energy behind it. But man, it was awkward. It was like I'm just. Know, it's, it's, it was cringy. I'm just confused. It's like, okay, first of all, it seems like they probably had to pay Al Pacino a lot of money to be there because he doesn't play games. But it's also like, Al Pacino, why are you, like, are you trying to sell a movie? Like, I don't, like, what's, like, what's in it for you besides just, like, a paycheck? I didn't even, I hardly recognize him. He got, like, I haven't seen him in such a long time in any of it, recent films. In the last, I don't know, you know, since you know, the late two thousands, yeah, you know, so it's just like I haven't seen him in a while. Like, man, he's yeah, he's gotten old, obviously, but it's just like, do you think? Uh, well, first of all, do they do best performance first every year? Honestly, I I, I only ever I have, this is the first year I actually paid real <laughs> attention to it. Yeah, me too. I mean, so you could try to win a stream deck. That that was yeah. That that's was, why that's why I was there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, that I usually, when it comes to these things, I just usually end up catching the, the, you know, the summary reel, right? You you look at you quick look at the best uh, who won the awards, and then you look at the, the the best trailers for the for the evening, and that's it. That's pretty much the rundown. <laughs> but what I was getting at is, I wonder if they moved best performance, which they were gonna have Al Pacino do, uh, give away the award, so they moved that to the front, so that they could have Al Pacino. Like, come in, step out of his limo. Okay, where do I go? And then, yeah, this guy, he won best performance. Really good job with the video game performance. And then, like, here you go. And then he, like, just walks. Like, he just, like, walks out the back and just goes, the, just, like, leaves immediately. Because that's probably the best, easiest way for him to get in and out as fast as possible. Because I'm sure he's oh, yeah. like, I didn't give a shit. I don't give a shit about being here. I need to be in and out and gone. Oh yeah, for sure, man. He did. He, I mean, he he like he he was a good sport about it, and I really give him credit for that. He's a professional when it came to that. He tried bringing positive energy, uh, and he then patiently stood there the entire time. Christopher Judge gave his um, uh, acceptance speech. So what happened with that? Was, I heard that was weird. It was. It was super long. It was very heartfelt, and they had to play him off. Um, okay. You know. Uh, so that was one of those type of speeches, but it was very sweet uh, in a lot of ways. It's like, okay, you know, it's coming from the heart in a lot of ways. And it was, uh, but he, and he had to thank everyone under the sun, uh, but and he thanked his family and everything. And like they said, it was, it was a very well done speech. It's just, uh, it wasn't uh, pre-planned, right? It wasn't, you know, so he, if he, 
maybe had some cliff notes. Uh, it might have helped out a little bit. But so between from from the awkward and long intro before getting the award and then actually getting the award and then you know uh, going on forever, that was yeah that that was kind of funny because then afterwards uh, Keely uh, makes off-handed jokes like I think he was just trying to get people to to win more Steam decks. You know, because uh, if you have for for those who don't yeah. weren't watching live or weren't watching on the same stream, if you watched it from uh, from actual Steam, uh, they were showing it, broadcasting it there, and you were logged in and you had made a purchase within the last year, uh, you would you were qualified to uh, every minute someone was winning a, a Steam Deck. Uh, spoilers: We did not win. Yeah, uh, neither did <laughs> neither of us won. Yep, yep. So that was, uh, but and then afterwards, uh, the little bumper intro, uh, Keely kind of sped up his talking just a little bit, to, like help compensate to to stay on schedule, which you, of course, you'd have to. But yeah, it was once again, it was just a little awkward because how long the speech was, but it was genuine, and I think that's you know that is saying something. Uh, he wasn't just accepting it; and he wasn't you know like or thinking of himself as hot shit. Um, so that was cool um we both lost that one we did not get a point when we in our guesses honestly uh i was kind of surprised but uh yeah i'm I'm glad he won i like him as like i said i like him in um stargate sg1 mm. i always thought he was really good in there uh so i'm glad to see he got some notoriety in the gaming industry as well yeah so just looking through um these uh these winners you know, pretty much all of the top categories were won by by either Elden Ring, which won Game of the Year, or uh, God of War, Ragnarok, um, which, you know, just won, like, narrative, um, score. Just, there's, this, the top awards were definitely given to those two games, and, and I, I kind of think that, that they, they might have, I mean, if... if the first God of War had come out in 2018 and won everything. Um, then I think that they probably would have given it uh, game of the year or maybe just best game direction. I'm not quite sure, but they really, man, they really, every chance they could, they pretty much gave the, uh, the whatever award was up to either Elden Ring or God of War Ragnarok. But um yeah, so I was I was a little I was a, a bit disappointed in that because I I I didn't think that they deserved to win, you know, dang near everything. Uh, there's some things in here like, um, like best art direction. I don't I don't know if Elden Ring needed to win that. Uh, well, once again, we we predicted that some of these were given. Like they were, it was going to be. Uh, you know, the, these two powerhouses, I'm surprised Elden Ring didn't take away more. Uh, I was actually surprised at how much God of War took away from them. Yeah. Uh, which true. I'm glad. I'm actually, I was actually kind of happy about. That's, um, yeah. you know, you had, you had a couple, couple of them that kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, so I wasn't sure if there's specific, you know, categories you wanted to talk about. So I didn't want to take away from your, your bit, but stupid stray, uh, won two awards that, uh, I think, one of them for sure should not have won which one's uh, that probably uh i honestly think the uh, what was it the best uh, debut uh okay. indie game i i and what uh, do you think should have won yeah tunic I, I i was rooting for tunic but i also i thought maybe neon white should have 
had a good chance with just the, how much how unique it was. But man, I was pissed that Tunic did not win that. Um, and then they also got best independent game, which is like that's kind of similar in a lot of ways. And but it won both Stray won both of those. I'm like, no, Tunic, man, just. I yeah, mean, I was not happy. Like, from I, I haven't played a ton of Tunic, but from what I have played of Tunic. I think Tunic is a is a better game than Stray. Like I uh, like I like Stray. It was fun. It was it had a cute cat in it that you got to solve puzzles with in a pretty cool world. But as far as like a game uh, goes, I thought I thought Tunic was um, a, a better put together game. Uh-huh. I will I will associate it with this. It's like um, Tunic being like a student project, while you know you have um, Stray being more of the the art house project, right? And so because yeah. it's under it's like an art film, if you were going to consider it that way, uh, those tend to win more than the student films, and that's kind of the vibe I get. It's maybe if it had a little more pizzazz or polish, but very much that's I think that's where visual qualities uh stray is is a very great looking game it is um i gave up playing stray though it, it, it lost my interest after a while um you know it's uh but tunic hit me in a way that i was not expecting and i thoroughly like i went far beyond what you know i think i went far beyond what normal people would do in that game but at the same time i was just like so it hooked me um so that's my personal take out of it uh granted yeah, you can you can say oh, it's very similar. It's based off the foundations of other games. Yeah, uh, but a lot of you can almost argue about that with everything at this point. There's very few things that yeah. come up with an original concept it's now, strays. like a wholly yeah. original. Because no matter what you, we will boil anything down to. It's like one of three types of games, you know. Uh, Pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm gonna like best music or best score. I don't think that God of War Ragnarok. I don't think that the music there is anything, anything particularly special. It is, it is uh the same the same as the previous game with maybe a few more strings and horns or whatever. It's a swelling orchestral arrangement, um, and I just it's something that I don't even notice when I'm playing the game. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's good. But I think that uh, uh, the stuff from Xeno uh, Blade Three is is uh, is it was better. I thought it was a bit more memorable and and more fun to listen to. Um, so that's that was another one where I was like, ah, God of War doesn't need to win that. Bear McCreary doesn't need to win that. But uh, yeah, well, like, I mean, Elden Ring got best RPG, and I thought that wasn't. I th- I didn't think that was right either. I mean, yeah, it's... it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it's got a lot of numbers in it, but you swing in your sword way too much. Like it's not a true, it's not a true enough RPG to me to be considered that. I would consider it more like like action adventure or whatever, which it wasn't even in that category. But I would consider it more along those lines than a like an RPG. Yeah, for sure. Um, I it's just there was a lot of, um, you know, it, it was it was um, our predictions were like um, we had very few correct predictions in the end. 
Um, yeah, probably. Maybe maybe by next episode, I'll actually take the time to tally it up. I was just like, oh, man, I just knew I was wrong. Every time I watched the new one, I'm like, dang it, I'm wrong about this one, too. So I had very few right to begin with. Well, we could have um, spread it out. I didn't think that Elden Ring would win every single freaking category it was in. Um, I figured it would win a, a couple, but gum, like, and I mean, and part of it was like what I think should win out of that list rather than what I necessarily think that they were going to do. But yeah, you know. I mean, I was happy with, you know, like there was, there's a couple of them that were okay, but like Splatoon winning best multiplayer game. I'm like, really? Um, you know, like I, I think I'd be better for a best family game uh, you know, over mm-hmm. the Kirby that, you know, cause I mean, yeah, Kirby is a better family game, but I honestly think more more people and more kids, and that's the right, you know, grouping you do for for that. But I honestly don't. I know very few people personally that play well, uh, Splatoon. I mean, best multiplayer game. So you got Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch, Splatoon Three, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, fuck Call of Duty because Game Awards hates Call of Duty. Uh, I think I saw an article saying that like they've never like won anything. None of the Call of Duties have like won anything at the Game Awards, like ever. Uh, Multiverses. I-, I think they just were like Splatoon Three is a fun, cute game, and we got to give something to Nintendo, uh, or else we'll be in trouble. So we're gonna just give it to we're gonna just give a multiplayer game to Splat Three. Yeah, and um, of course Zelda won uh, best anticipated game, which I thought it was to have that whole category is just stupid. <laughs> that is kind of a dumb category. It's, it's like, like what we couldn't fit we couldn't fit another commercial for these ones in, so we're gonna go ahead and just quick give a shout out to these ones. You know, it's, it's like an honor to be nominated. Biggest <laughs> hype game, like that's uh, that's what that is. It's like what's the most hype? Well, anyway, that's I mean, um, that's pretty much. All that oh, I really the player's voice, the player's voice. Uh, he made a co- offhanded comment, but like once we once we removed all the bot votes, yeah, uh, <laughs> and it was like the winner was Genshin Impact. Still Genshin Impact. It was, it was uh, Genshin Impact, and what was oh Sonic Frontiers? That's what it was because uh, it was those two were crushing Elden Ring in the in the in the players' votes. <laughs> so... Yeah, the players' choice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like like Genshin Impact was way up, and then. And then, yeah, a little bit of uh, Strong Boat was going towards Sonic Frontiers. And I, whenever I saw that, I was like, of course. Of course the players well, that would just be worthless. I think worthless. that's the joke is the, there was bots for Sonic. Um, but the the as far as the, the best adaptation, that's right. Because I was rooting for Cyberpunk, personally. Uh, but I also thought Cuphead would, would have been a strong contender just because of the quality of the art style on that. I didn't actually watch the show, though, so... I can't really say the quality of the material there. Yeah, and I'm surprised there. I actually wasn't surprised there wasn't more um, vote, like you know, a vote for Sonic. Uh, I didn't see the the sequel, but I did not hear anything bad about it either. So, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, just kind of a quick aside. Like, I've seen a couple reviews and a couple videos on the new Sonic game, and people say that it's not bad. That it's actually pretty good everything i'm hearing sounds like it's about a seven um like an actual seven not like a seven for a sonic game but like an actual true seven out of ten uh so i was surprised about that but yeah, yeah i heard there i heard the only real like one of the only real problems is there's um the the draw distance is really bad 
so oh, yeah. yeah as you're running you can you can clearly see things pop into existence um and that's the that's you know the limitations of the hardware in a lot of ways and so i mean but as far as that goes i mean yeah it's uh the game awards it was nothing too terribly special but then again it but there's nothing you know uh uh, when when it's a clean sweep between two major games like that that just take over everything it's like okay yeah like i really wish that elden ring had been able to make it into 2021 because i think it would have it would have been better just to get it in that year when there really wasn't very much else going on i mean metroid you know, was was my game of the year uh, last year. But if Elden Ring had come out, I mean, it's, I was said, fuck Metroid. <laughs> like, Elden Ring is way better than as good as Metroid, as fun as Metroid was. It just isn't as big or as grand, epic, whatever you want to say, masterfully done um, as as Elden Ring. So just like let Elden Ring just have its own year in 2021, and then we can fight about it a little bit and have a bit closer of a race maybe get some more games that have uh get some more of a spotlight on some lesser known games uh but that's not the way it happened so i don't know what the hell's coming out next year but i there's i don't think it's going to be as as uh contentious as this year yeah well i was happy that uh moss uh book two won best vr game uh, i haven't got a chance to play it yet but i i know moss uh the original moss was a lot of fun so yeah, I'm excited all right. Well, I guess we got, gotta get to the good, the good part about this, and that fuck was, all uh, this shit. Trailers. Let's go to the good shit that we're all actually here for, the trailers. All right, you got, all right. Uh, you got some some trailers that uh, that you thought were good. There's only like one or two that I really liked, but um, I think you have them pulled up. So, what do you want to dive into first? Yeah, well, uh, as a as someone who doesn't own a current, uh, you know, generation console. Um, the fact that Returnal is coming to PC, I'm pretty hyped about that. Uh, now, granted, uh, there's been some speculation between um, frame rates and stuff being shown because uh, th- there are some choppiness on the video, but uh, it's one of those things that well, they're sh- they're showing it during a, a, an event, and then you're str- then you have to end up streaming it from you know uh, through whatever you know you're watching it player you're watching it on. So uh, I believe that it'll be a good good enough port when it comes out and. I've been ex- like it's one of the few games I want a PS uh, Five for, and now that it's coming to this, I'm like, well, it's one less reason I need a PS Five. Uh, <laughs> I mean, granted, yeah. if you want the games right away, then of course you still want the the, the PlayStation Five, and if you don't want to wait like you know six months to a year or whatever until the exclusivity is over, uh, but yeah, that was exciting for me. Uh, granted, it had been slightly leaked beforehand, uh, but you know, it's just nice to see it that it exists. Uh, one of the big ones that came out, uh, which I I was kind of happy I guessed like as it as the trailer started playing, was um, Hades two. So uh, super giant Hades, the guys who make uh, Bastion, obviously Hades one, he's one. Uh, Transistor, uh, they you know they do wonderful games, uh, and this was the first like it was really surprising because like. Like, dude, they're like this. This looks like Hades too. They've never done a sequel before, and sure enough, yeah. When they announced it, it was the you know they have never. They've actually done completely different like genres every time they've made a new game. That's what made them really unique. They have. They've always had an excellent way of telling a story. 
uh, killer music, and just phenomenal gameplay. Uh, they've they've honestly done so many good things. Uh, so I'm you know I'm excited to see how this is going to come out because I have full faith in them. They're one of the few companies I have left. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm just gonna you know uh, whatever you got coming out. You know, there's you know it may not hit with me a hundred percent, but like you're at least gonna be a solid like a solid seven without a doubt. Um, yeah, Transistor's probably the one that people played the least in my opinion. Um, yeah, the one after that, a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it now. It's uh, Pyre. It's the one where it's uh, Spire. Yeah, it's it's the it's, uh, with a it's, P. The, it's the weird three on three basketball game. Yeah. Kind of. It's uh, uh is the it's the most boilerplate I can bring it down to. I played a little bit of it and um, it didn't make me want to keep playing, but it was good. It was like there's a lot of reading. There was like the games that you like. The gameplay was the was the the basketball games, um, and that was kind of cool. But then everything else was like just reading in order to kind of gain a to kind of build a story around it. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's like a fun visual novel essentially. With you know, and the gameplay was. Like that wasn't necessarily for everyone. Some people really got into it. Um, I remember I did not beat that game, so that I guess it kind of tells you where that is. But I remember that and um, Transistor. I think Transistor is probably the most overlooked game. It was the most purchased, probably, um, or one of the most purchased, but very few played. Everybody because, bought it and started up one time, and they're like, ah, maybe not right now. And well, then, it's because yeah. it's you know it was the second game they did, uh, or the first game they did after Bastion. Everyone loves Bastion. And then afterwards, they're like, all right, this other game, Transistor, this is a neat concept, beautiful art. And wait, what's this? They're like, it's a grid, a little more tactics based. They're like, this is different. And then you could either, you know, once you played it, you're like, okay, I, I can get it. Or a lot of people are like, I'm not going to commit myself right now to learning how to play this game. And so it stays on their shelf or on their, it's like being less than like maybe two hours played. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and I kind of I feel mean, like I kind of feel like uh, Hades was kind of the closest return to the Bastion idea, um, mm. and so maybe that's why it it was, but it was still different, you know, it was still like very different and on it on its own, but it had so much of like the fast action and weapons and stuff, yeah, and, and then they did so many things right with having it run based and having you having different builds and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah that's so once again, it's a very, I'm just, it's very good news to hear uh, they're coming up with a new game and it's interesting that they're going with a sequel. So uh, I think they I had to, I think they had to, cause I think they want to get paid uh, and that slapping a two on, onto Hades is, it's guaranteed that they're going, I mean, they already have like a lot of the art, a lot of the assets ready to go I mean, this game is coming out pretty pretty soon after the first Hades. It's only been like what two years by the time it actually comes out. So, oh, uh, it's 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 been longer than that. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been it'll be at least three, I think, if not four. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it's anyways, I, maybe three. Uh, but the thing is, I I think it's also a risky move on their part because it it kind of you know you'd think that maybe they'd come back to a two not not this next game but like the game after. You know, give it some breathing room between the two, um, because then a lot of people were like, "Well, I just you know, like I remember playing it not too much and too long ago, and it's more the, you know, you run the risk of it being more the same." Now, it may not be bad if it's if you have a long enough gap in between, but following, especially if people are like, "Oh yeah, 
I never did finish the first one. Let me go ahead and burn out, you know, knock out that first one. Then the second game comes and you're like, if it is more of the same, then you're like, oh, well, I just beat the first game and now I'm getting tired of, I'm getting burnt out with the second. Yeah. So there's, it, it I is mean, a risky move. There, there's always risk, but I think that the bigger risk would be trying to make another game uh, in between Hades 1 and 2 and then coming along and trying to make Hades 2 when people have kind of forgotten about it, maybe. Um I, could, I think I think I think it'd be fine because anyone who the only people you know the people who are interested in Hades one I think it would be play I, Hades two. I think it'd be fine, but I think that they'll make a more that they would if we could know all if we could know the answer to all possibilities. I think they would make more money the way that they are are doing it because I mean people freaking love Hades and I think that mm -hmm. they that they've sensed that people haven't really gotten enough of it and so they're like well if we can freaking roll this out and it's not that expensive to just do what we've already been doing so we're ready to go but anyway i'm excited yeah for it too. i mean it, it's better to well, if, if have all their games this is the one you make the sequel to you know and i will agree with that because uh it has been far too long since uh bastion one and you'd have to tighten up some of the gameplay i think yeah. the gameplay still still holds up but at the same time part of the thing that made hades such a great game is the the writing and you have so much of it. You have so many different characters, and people absolutely just love. You know, they you 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 ship your own person, right? Yeah. You're like, all right, this is my go-to. This is this is the one I'm rooting for the entire time. And uh, but yeah, no. Anyways, Hades two coming out. Uh, get excited. The another one that uh you know people were excited to see, or at least I think it was the um Star Wars Jedi Survivors. Um. Yeah. So uh, this is one's a sequel uh, to uh, was it Fallen Order, and uh, that one was a to slap a couple words to it, um, action adventure slight RPG Souls like Star Wars game. There you go, three. You know, uh, and actually, I had a really good time with it. Uh, I platinum that one uh, back in the day, like when it first came out, and. It, it does have a few Souls-like elements. Uh, the only part that was really difficult about the game, in my opinion, was uh, there wasn't really much of a fast travel or fast movement, so there's a few things for collections' sake that I had to go back, and it's like, okay, the thing I'm missing is on the far end of this map, and it's going to take me at least a good, you know, uh, five, ten minutes just to even reach it. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was the only downer for me, personally. Uh, but I thought the story was was really uh solid and i'm yeah i enjoyed my time with them like it's coming out with a new one uh, i'm excited to see how they what they do next they made sure to show you that you had all sorts of kind of new lightsabers to play with and potentially then new fighting styles because you had the um kylo ren claymore you had the dual wielding uh so you had your you know your single stance and you had you know it's like you're gonna have pretty much all of them under the sun probably uh do you have so, a release yeah. date for when this one's gonna come out uh, I didn't catch it. Uh, they could have said it, honestly, but I, I honestly don't remember. Uh, it was, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, but, you know, it, I believe that studio is going to be doing a good job on this one, too. And, yeah, uh, if you, if you like, you know, I, it was, I haven't had fun with the Star Wars game in a long time. I kind of, I like the Star Wars games more than I do uh, the film franchises at this point. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's I'll leave it at that. Um, 
it was interesting to see that uh, they showed Death Stranding 2. I so, mean, like Norman Reedus has already talked about it like twice. <laughs> so we knew oh, it yeah, was yeah. we knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, I I fell off of the first one. Um I I couldn't drink that Kool-Aid. Uh so many people hold Kojima on such a pedestal. Like that like, you know. I think I think um I never played it. I heard that the gameplay, you know, once you got into it was pretty cool uh, and and that kind of stuff, which, you know, this is video games, so that's what counts. That's the main thing that counts. But um, every time I have seen and or heard about any of the narrative um, from that game, it sounds like a pile of dog shit. It sounds fucking horrible. Uh, so... Every time I've wanted to kind of play it, I've been like, but that narrative just sounds like it's just it just sounds it just sounds dumb. So I am well, not excited for this game at all. I know a lot of people are, but I'm just not excited for it. It at looks all. it looks great as always, um, but that's the thing is, I like I said people when it comes to Kojima, they like I said they 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 have him in such high regard as being this kind of visionary and you know oh my goodness he. Like he does all these great predictions and all this other stuff. I'm like, mm. I remember when he made games like Snatcher, where he just stole ideas from other concepts. Like I'm gonna steal some, a little bit of a Total Recall, a little bit of Blade Runner, and a little bit of Terminator, and we're just mashing them all up into a cyberpunk, you know, point and click adventure. And I'm gonna throw in a little Metal Gear in there, literally for referencing. And like, and I'm like, you know what? That game was awesome. I miss that Kojima. Uh, like, uh, I, I really think his early works are better than his later. Um, I mean, yeah, so like, it's... talking about, like, like Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2, um, and, I mean, like, people love the 3 and 4 and 5, but, you know, I don't know. I, I never got to play, a chance to play those games, but as far as I can tell, those first two Metal Gear Solids were really the kind of the the sea change they were the ones that were like hey this is what we can do on playstation this is what we can do on playstation 2 yeah um and by the time the third one came out i mean i think people liked it a lot but it was like yeah we kind of knew that this what you're doing you know with enough money um was possible so uh, to, to me he has he has lost a bit of his luster especially with death stranding like like the, with the narrative that it's just like I, I just I don't really have that much respect for him. I mean, sure he's great and stuff, but I don't laud him the way a lot of other people do. Yeah, it's just it's just, you know like I said, it's one of the things the things that like I joke because, um, you know I I say petty stool because he's like you know it's a manicured experience, um, and that's the people. Uh, you know, like people love him and they, they, they have him in such high regard. And I'm like, anything he does, like they'll, they will drink that Kool-Aid too. Twice yeah. in, the, in an episode. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, they will follow him to the ends of the earth. And yeah. I don't think then he deserves thing, you know, that. They, they all become I, activated. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's his secret goal is yeah. he's secretly making this, his, uh, his, his new group. There's a lot of uh, Kojima NPCs out there and. That's just that's just the way the world is. That's uh, the Dan Rackers of the world, as it were. 
yeah, but and even he didn't like the end of Death Stranding. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing though. It's uh, it, it's an amazing technical marvel, and I'm that's it. You know, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but still, it's it's interesting that they didn't show something a new direction. They went with also a sequel on that one. Um, yeah, and then there's all right. So I'm gonna move to another one that I was surprised to see. And I kind of guessed it right shortly beforehand, but I guessed it because of uh, a little bit of the art style, but more importantly, the weapon sounds. And that was um, Remnant 2. So Remnant, the first one was Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, that's a, uh, it's more or less a multiplayer shooting Dark Souls-esque game. And it's a lot of fun. It really is. A buddy of mine introduced me to it. Uh, we played a lot for the PlayStation. Uh, and then we ended up i think epic gave it for free and so we started playing it again on the pc and this the sound design with the weapons and the feel of the weapons just it's really good uh it's a okay it has it's one of those games that like a dark souls they have a story there but it's all behind text a lot of text and i'm like all right you know just give me to the next boss to shoot uh but they have some really cool puzzles in there too we just discovered by accident we you know you know discovering these different puzzles or you have different routes so you'd be replaying like different layouts and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, it was a salt. The first game was really fun. Never could only get to a certain point, kind of hit a wall. And then we just kind of fell off a bit after a while, but the, the, they're making a sequel. I'm happy about that. You know, it's just like, you know, more of that game would be good. And if it's a little more polished, cause the first one was super rough around the edges. Uh, but it was still, like I said, it was just a lot of fun to play. And I hadn't had fun like that. Um, uh, you know, it's like, I'm okay with, a a Souls-esque like multiplayer shooter. Yeah, I, I like multiplayer games. Um, I'd be more I'd be more cool if there was you know a three-player or something like that Souls Souls type game too. Because uh, without having, unlike Elden Ring where you have to like summon people in for certain areas and stuff like no, if I can just roll with you from the start to finish, I think that'd be pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. just a quick one there. I never got a chance then to play the have... first Revenant, uh, but <clears throat> I'll I'll try this one out if. If you uh, end up recommending it, yeah, uh, chances are uh, my buddy will end up playing it, like getting it really, really quickly out of the gate, and so I'll get the recommendation from him. Okay, <laughs> so long, it's a worth one to jump. I mean, dude, I, I very my time commitment for stuff. I'm like, it has to be vetted beforehand. Very, very few <laughs> things do I jump wholeheartedly in. Uh, I think time is too important. It's it, you know I think um, Saints Row was the, la the the last game in a long while that I just blindly jumped into. Yeah, and you know what you know it Look wasn't the, it wasn't the most polished experience, but I I still it's a good it's a good little stress relief. Um, but a game that I a new IP that I am interested in is um uh, Crime Boss. Um, you know, like <laughs> this is right up your alley, man. Yeah, Crime Boss, Roque City. Um, this one. They're like, let's just take all the famous people we can think about and just, like, just, just random famous people, and just start throwing them at the wall, and make a, make a like Miami Vice esque um eighties action like scene, uh, and, like it just, it really seems like the right kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, they have. I mean, what else can you say? It, it looks, it looks very stupid, but very funny. Uh, and hopefully, and it seems like self-aware enough. Not, um, I don't think they're going to necessarily go too hard. Uh, maybe they went too hard with getting Vanilla Ice as a as yeah, a character. Well, you got to do. It does seem like they are very self-aware of 
of everything that they're doing. Um, all of these actors are playing, you know, their most um, character caricature versions of themselves. Uh, but it does have a, a, a sweetness to it, a, a charm. I just worry that they may have spent too much money on the actors and the, and the acting and the story uh, and then forgot about the gameplay. Uh, I would, I hope that the gameplay is, is still, if it's just like Saints Row levels of passable or even a little worse than that, then uh, I think that it'll be, it'll still be pretty good because of everything they have around it uh, to carry it. Yeah. And the thing is, this isn't even coming out as a full price game. Uh, so that's that's the unique part is it's like it's coming out as forty dollar game, yeah. and that's like absurd. I mean, uh, right now it's it's even on like a pre order sale. So yeah, so it's I think it's currently uh, it's currently on sale for like twenty percent off. So it's like thirty two dollars. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So it's you know it, it it must not be you know obviously it's not going to be like as long of a, or fully flush game as something else. But man, to come out as a forty dollar game bunch of uh, a bunch of famous people just doing wacky hijinks uh yeah why not i'm okay with that i mean they have danny trejo they have you know and then you know uh danny glover playing his usual cop self yeah man uh, i haven't seen danny glover in a minute like, i don't even know what the last thing he was actually in that was a movie or uh, a tv show and now he's in this saw? freaking game <laughs> I remember him in Saw forever ago. Uh, he was in some stuff after that, I know, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And then, oh, of course, man. the uh, you know the the last thing at the end is uh, they have Chuck Norris. So, yeah, yeah. Roundhouse <laughs> kicking his way through the gaming world now. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, uh, that was actually a spinning uh, sidekick he does at the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> spinning. Side. No, that's a fucking roundhouse so game. Is it? That's a roundhouse kick. No, dude, he spins and he hits. When you come at you with the side, the side of your foot slash the heel, a roundhouse kick comes. You do the top of your foot. He does. He spins backwards. I'm almost positive. I didn't know there was a differentiation. I'll just have to. I'll just have to take your word for it. Um, okay, what's next? <laughs> All right. So the the last one that of note that I saw was. Um, it was in, it was exciting because it was um, it was really weird. You're seeing like a bunch of machines and you know metal, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, interesting. Uh, then it flashes, you know, like it flashes from soft, and then it clicks for like you know you can tell like some of the audience members who like who got super excited because like oh wait it's armored core, yeah, uh, and that's just like they haven't made an armored core in a hot minute. I, um, I I didn't know what I was seeing until I saw the words come up. Uh, I was like, I've, I mean, I remember Armored Core being around when I was whenever I was a kid. I never really played it, but I did think it was very cool. I just thought it was too complicated of a game for me or something like that. Um, I thought the idea was very cool. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know about video game companies really, developers. I didn't pay attention to that, so I didn't think about it ever i didn't think i didn't remember that FromSoft had made those games um and so when i saw that i was like okay so i guess they bought the ip and then i was like oh no they actually made the old games i was like oh okay i am totally 
this is the thing I'm the most excited for because I just have no idea what this is actually going to be. Like, is it going to be like one of the old Armored Core games uh, where you're on a robot, like just flying down highways and shooting people? Or is it going to have any kind of Soulsian like ideas to it? Gameplay at all? Like, I just have no idea what it's actually going to, or maybe something totally different. So I just have no idea what it's going to be. And that's what, but it looks cool. And it's from soft who we know makes, I mean, who just freaking won game of the year on the, on the biggest, you know, gaming award show that there is. So you got to be a little hype for it. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, so I just, the, the barrier to entry of those games. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's very yeah. from soft. It was just like, if you like mechs and like really like mechs and you <laughs> like really? to, you know, it's like, uh, it's not necessarily Arma level of, of like menu s- systems, but it was very much like you wanted to simulate what it was like to be in a mech. It was it was very much more tactical based. It was yeah. like uh, it was difficult. You know, you had to learn you had to learn its rules. And so, for the average person who's just like, I like robots, but this is slow and this is you know um, this is like Mech Warrior in a sense. And I'm like, I want more, you know action pizzazz and like you know, it's it wasn't for everyone and i just like it looked i always liked the way it looked it was always a game that i'm like no i'm not uh, unfortunately i'm not taking the time to learn and so i never really got into them in that sense but i was like it was just really neat to see them coming back to it because i'm like it does the series has its fans but it would never was like a huge uh it never moved the needle in the way that i thought it does like you know it's like it deserves yeah. it got so many sequels um uh, I mean, it's not just the fact that this is like you know the sixth coming out. Between there was a lot of sub number you know, sub uh, categories, and then you had them for you know like they made them for the PSP and other things too. And it's just uh, it wasn't just like oh yeah, no, there's five games before. Yeah. It's more like you know ten. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean there's there's a ton, and I think it's one of those games, one of those game series that had a lot of critical acclaim and a lot of people who were very into that scene. We're like, this is a really good game. This is a really good series. And so there was always a dedicated fan base that kind of kept making them. I kind of I kind of wonder if this is gonna be a little bit more along the lines of of the Bloodborne like aspect of from software, where there's a lot of fast, high intense action and maybe a little bit less on the RPG side. Um, cause that's the only way I really see this being fun because it's very easy to make a mech game. Very, very boring. Um, a lot of them are just like too crunchy and too well, slow. And if, if they can you make just it customize your build, do you want, do you want a big fat tank? Do you want to, you know, do you want something smaller, uh, more nimble? Uh, but do you want I to also have heavy don't cannons? really want to play like Gran Turismo when I am in my mech, I mean a little bit of that. I do want a little bit of that, but there's a very fine balance between like making it fun and making it feel real. And you have to like have it, you have to be, have a lot of explosions and ass kicking. It has to feel like I am kicking ass in this mech. I don't really know what's going on under the hood, but I am kicking ass in this mech and it is super fun. So I think if anybody can do it, they can, but I just don't know. Yeah. Because that's the problem is when you have when you become really technical, uh, you end up you know playing like an Ed two hundred nine or something like that. You know, just a slow moving, 
uh behemoth yeah. and it was just like all right uh but with games like this you generally then have you can swap out um mods like you can swap out an arm and like this arm will have will have a sword or this one like a you know this one will have a shield a cannon you know uh, this will have a you know the vulcan you know 50 millimeter you know machine gun so you can then spec out depending you know do you want legs do you want bipedal or do you want treads do you want um you know uh are you going to go with the heavy armor or are you going to go with something lighter you know so it's there's those kind of tactical aspects uh, that a lot of these kind of games will offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's once again, so you can get very souls esque in that that sense. You know, depending on how you play. Um, you know, I can see, I can easily see them, uh, you know, doing a crossover kind of in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it looked good, and I haven't seen a haven't seen a mech game in a little hot hot minute. So I was just like. Or at least not the one this polished. So I'm I'm excited just because I'm an old fan of mechs, but once again, most of those games did not mesh well with me. Uh, yeah, I just mean, because I wanted at, at one point in anime in Japan, you know, mechs were the isekai of of uh, back in the day. It was like every freaking other show was a mech show of some kind, um, and uh, it got a little old. And most of them were bad, but some some of the times it was pretty dang cool. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's really what we got for, you know, that we thought was important for, uh, you know, the trailers. So, right. anyways, what do we got for the news then? What else? we got? Well, we got some things, but, I mean, we've we've kind of gone pretty long, and um, none of this stuff is super important. So, I'm kind of just going to list through it a bit. Um, Amazon is uh, being partnered with uh, whoever – gosh, I forget the name of the actual developer, but, but Amazon – um, is going to be partnering. Is it Crystal Dynamics or that's they... that's probably it. Uh, Amazon's going to be partnering with Crystal Dynamics in making the next Tomb Raider game uh, because uh, SquareSoft uh, doesn't really want to make that game anymore. So, so Amazon is going to be publishing that. Uh, but the article I was reading about it didn't make it sound like it that was like the definitive role, just like this partnership publishing sort of. So. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much of their weight they throw behind that uh, and how good that ends up being. Um, do you think it'll be better or worse than uh, the uh, previous installments or just the same? That's hard to say. Um, you fear that with uh, Amazon's track record of, you know, if they're just financially funding, then I believe in Crystal Dynamics. They, they can pull off a good game. Um, the problem with Square is if if you're not... Uh, if you're not Kingdom Hearts, you're never going to hit their performance numbers. Kingdom Hearts, they'll give infinite num- money to, uh, uh-huh. and infinite amount of time. But no matter how good the uh, Tomb Raider games were, they never seem to hit the proper sales projections. Just like uh, Deus Ex never hit it as well, and stuff like that. So Square has, uh, they don't have the proper idea of what how much uh, their game should be making in real <laughs> in real terms. Uh, so, but yeah, if, if Amazon just is the financial backer, uh, I think they'll make a solid game. Uh, you know, I like the first two. I didn't actually play the third of the, you know, the new series, uh, Tomb Raider games. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, completely solid, uh, enjoyable, still being used for benchmarks today. <laughs> you know, a lot of people use, you know, especially when you have hair physics and stuff like that, but Honestly, it's uh yeah, they were solid games. Um, as as much as I played should, of 
which wasn't a lot. They should though, be allowed. So. They should be allowed to make more stuff. Um, I'd like them to see. I'd like to see them make something else. But yeah, I mean, if I, you have that Tomb Raider IP, yeah, you got to roll with it, right? So. Yeah, you kind of got to keep making Tomb Raider games. Uh, I think you could maybe make them a little cheaper. Um, maybe for a bit more, a little bit more of a broader or more niche audience. I, I don't know which way you'd go with that, but either way, you got to keep making them. I think that uh, that if Amazon kind of gives crystal dynamics um plenty of rope and just gives them like hey here's the money and if you know you don't hit certain sales targets then you know you're gone uh i think that would be a good way to do it because i think that crystal dynamics is probably going to feel pretty jilted uh at the higher levels of that um and i think they're going to develop angry and they're going to try to break out and do something new and uh, really make a name for themselves. It's like, we don't need no fucking Squaresoft and try to make something good. I, w- I would hope that is what happens. Uh, and that's probably the best possible world for us to get a even better uh, Tomb Raider. And I kind of think that's, I think that whatever the next Tomb Raider is, even, you know, uh, adjusting for the inflation of technology and time um, and things just getting better over time, I think that the next one uh if I had to bet, put money on it, I would say that the next one's going to be at least a little bit better than the previous one, two, or three. Um, so that's that's what I think. But yeah, so there's a couple other things here. Um, Valve wants to make a second Steam controller. Uh, I don't really know what all is entailed with this. I would just hope that they would put actual joysticks on it um, this time. Uh, but besides that... Um, I think it's a good idea. They just, I think they just need to make it a little bit more traditional. How about you? What do you think? I think it's a bad idea, and I think they shouldn't bother t- wasting their time and effort on it. Uh, honestly, it's they have a hard time backing their peripherals for a long, long period of time. Uh, the idea of the, you know, the concept was to be able to play like RTSs and games that traditionally mouse-driven games easier with their old controller, and some people had a really good success rate with that. Um, but honestly, it's just like when it didn't sell, you know, yeah, they don't need to make controllers. There's other people making perfectly good controllers. I'm more excited slash waiting for, um, Xbox to make their, the third gen of their elite controller. And then I might actually pick one up. Uh, you know, yeah, well, uh, but... it, it, it is a bit of a weird, you know, like actually now that I think about it, it is a bit of a weird thing because, it's like you have Xbox making controllers, and does that first of all does that? Uh, I don't have a Steam Deck, so I can't test it. But does the Xbox controller Bluetooth remote wirelessly connect to the Steam Deck? Now I don't. Uh, so I know the older controllers you needed a, a dongle, so you needed a USB connection. So um, I know with uh, PlayStation controllers. You can uh, you can connect it via Bluetooth. So I'm you know so I'm not 100 sure with the the newer Xbox controllers. I'm still playing with a 360 controller, dude. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, so like, I'm, but like what I'm talking about is a is a Steam Deck because oh yeah, you can you can. There's no reason why you can't connect uh, those things to, it, especially if you do TV mode. Uh, so so there's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you don't. I mean, but if you're playing in handheld mode, then, it, you know, it's you obviously why the hell do you need it? Yeah. Uh, so you... my point is, I, I guess, is that like if, if they're going toward the Steam Deck route um, and they're making headway there and, you know, an Xbox is is already making controllers 
for anybody that actually wants those. And then like the rest of the time you're just playing it like in your hand with the buttons that are already there. Yeah. I mean, it is like, what, what are you doing here? Like you're going to, are you going to reinvent the wheel? Are you going to like blow everyone's socks off with some new controller? I don't, I, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I, I you convinced me you're, you're right. I don't really see what, like, I don't have a reason to buy one of those. Um, yeah, I mean, and hey, if they come out with a good reason that they do reinvent the wheel, if they, you know, then great, good, good on them, and we'll all recognize it. Uh, but I just, I don't really see that happening, and people hate change, uh, unless if you're as big and as powerful as Apple, who can force something upon the masses, and yeah, like, there's not much else that you're gonna do. Uh, they, they, like I said, they tried with the touch controller. And with a few certain cases, people really seem to like, yeah, these few edge cases, this this works amazing. Everything else is just, meh, it's okay. And that's how I feel that's going to be this next this next turnaround as well. I mean, at best, you're just going to be like, yeah, this is just as good as all the other controllers. Yeah. Uh, at worst, you're like, wow, did I waste my money? You wasted your time and effort and R&D, um, and you can't really recoup those losses, or you might break even. Good job. Uh, you know, yeah. add, add another one to our wall of past stuff we tried. Um, yeah, so. I, I, I think it's probably, it probably is going to be a, like another bad idea because that first controller was like, what the, like, I see what they were trying to do, but it's like, you, you just can't like, you need a freaking mouse and keyboard. Like it'd be better if they made a really good mouse and keyboard, but you know, like that, that I could see people actually buying. It's like, if they made a really freaking good you know, mouse and keyboard that lit up and felt really good to use and all that stuff and did exactly what you needed for games, then it'd be like, okay, maybe that's pretty cool. I could see that selling, but otherwise, you know, whatever. Yep. So uh, that's it for the news. Um, uh, long news segment, man. That was that was a lot. Um, so uh, we're just going to go into what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Um, but uh, so first up, what we've been playing, I... Uh, I've been playing this little game called Ixion. So Ixion is a lot like uh, Frostpunk in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't know. I meant to look this up, but I think uh, I heard some comparisons. So I kind of wonder if the developer is the same or, or something. I, I don't know. But but uh, Ixion is set on a. It's a city builder where you're building a city on like a, a space station or like a, a starship of some kind. And you, I'm not going to ruin the story of it in case you want to play it, um, but it, you're basically traveling around the stars, um, working on a mission. And um, what's cool about it is that um, it, it's uh, within this within the starship. There are different compartments, so there are six compartments. And you start out in the first section, first or sector one. And then as you can upgrade and stuff, you can expand to like the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, it costs money to expand. And then every time you expand, things get more complicated. And they get more complicated because you have to really work on your transfers. So like you have one set, one section is doing a certain resource. And then the other section is doing another resource. But they have to like share resources in order to be able to build all the things that they need need to build so it does get 
pretty dicey there. Uh, I played it for like 20 hours. I've just like, uh, I don't know what it is about these freaking uh, uh, city builders uh, that I guess I never knew how much I liked them, but, but uh, I really, I, I really enjoy it. Um, this one, similar to Frostpunk, um, it, it has a bit of a learning curve. Uh, at, at the beginning, I, uh, I think Frostpunk I played for about two hours before I was really got into the hang of it and started having fun. This one I played for two or three hours. Uh, and I almost like after about, after the first about an hour and a half, I was like, I kind of want to return this on steam. I, I don't know if I'm going to actually like this, but once I made it past, uh, that about once I made it past two hours, I was like, well, I guess I'm in it now. And then I made it past about four hours and I was like, okay, I'm really having, having some fun now. And from there, it's just been uh, a ton of fun. But yeah, really enjoyable. It's definitely going to go on my game of the year list. Um, uh, might even make the top 10. I'm not sure, but it's been pretty good. So you've been learning about yourself this year. And you learned that 2022, you've turned that masochistic you know, key, as it were. So yeah, now you just like the pain. And you like to suffer. I see how it is. Okay. I mean, so you like you. <laughs> the, the city building stuff is, um, it's, uh, the way that they do it is, is pretty cool. I, I will say that Ixion, it's not as good as, as Frostpunk. It's, it's a good game, but it's not as good as Frostpunk, in my opinion, because Frostpunk had this perfect way of forcing urgency on you all the time. And you just felt like you were, just barely ahead. Like you had to do things just right in order to stay alive. Um, this game will actually allow you to be slow and make a mis make mistakes for a long time. And then you'll die or, or lose whatever. And then you'll go like, dang, like I, they should have like figured out a way to kill me faster because I have to go like, I have to go all this all the way back to this save from like two or three hours ago, or maybe like an hour ago even, uh, in order to save, be able to save myself from the mistakes I was about to make. Um, and so it's like, there's a lot of, so I probably had a couple of those where it was like 30 or 40 minutes of, of circling the drain. Um, when I really should have just been put out of, out of my misery. But um, so just to let you know, this is um, done by Bulwark. Okay. And yeah, Bulwark Studios uh, and Frostpunk was done by 11-Bit. Okay. I mean, they don't really feel that much alike, but I did see some comparisons to each other. Um, and there is a, I don't know, there's a through line somehow that I, I felt like was there. But it's a good game. Um I'm definitely, I'm definitely enjoying it. I want to play some more, but there's a lot, there's a lot left to play before the year's on, done. So I'll see what I can do. Um, so that's uh, pretty much what we've been playing. Joe, uh, he was trying to get a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had to relocate. I've had to uh, essentially disassemble uh, my office to make it into a spare bedroom. And now I'm relocating my office into um, a corner of a living, the downstairs living area. Uh, so it's, it's been a whole ordeal, uh, the amount of times, like my whole setup has completely tanked, uh, for some reason, uh, 
different software, different things weren't working. Uh, Discord just not wanting to work with me. Like we we had to pre-plan just a stream like days ago to work out all the kinks that just magically popped up for no other reason. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's how it works though. Like you start moving stuff around and stuff just goes to shit. But uh but the new setup I think is gonna work uh out for you pretty well and you know it's just one one step at a time and uh hopefully just it all sticks together with uh duct tape and super glue. Um, yep, uh a wish and a dream and a prayer <laughs> thrown in between. Uh yeah, so all right, we got here. Uh, Hang on no, a second. Things we've been watching, though. Yeah, so so that's pretty much what we've been playing. So uh, Joe has also has had a chance to watch a shitload of anime. I've been watching some anime too, but I'm not ready to talk to talk about some of the the stuff I have seen. So um, it's going to be uh, Joe holding down this part of the podcast. So take it away, Joe. What have you been watching? All right. So I finished up a bunch of stuff. Um... And so it's going to be a quick uh, synopsis on a few of these. It's mostly, no, you know, no spoilers, just more or less boiling down to is it worth your time or not? And so the first one is going to be, uh, it was you know, currently at this time uh, dubbed on, or subbed only. I'm sorry, it's only subbed and it's uh, reincarnated as a sword. Uh, so this is a reincarnation isekai. Plot twist is the dude comes back as a weapon. He's a sword, unable to move himself. He has, you know, and it's just kind of what happens and the shenanigans. And then uh, more or less kind of like the sword in the stone, you know, in a weird way. He's just like, yeah, he's like, I'm here. This is me. Where's everyone else? <laughs> um, and it's it's OK. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. It has it's a solid watch. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily, I wouldn't put it as down as like great, but it's honestly, it's, um, if you decided to pick it up and watch it, I'd say, you know, it's most definitely, uh, you're going to more or less enjoy your time. Um, it's, you know, not a full story. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, it just leaves off ending their story arc and then they're on their way and completely open to a uh, season two. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I, I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Um. So yeah, there's that. Uh and then uh I watched um Vermeil uh in gold. This one uh this one was nothing special. <laughs> so, uh, What's it about exactly? This one is uh so it's essentially uh it's a it's a fantasy setting uh guy it's a it's a it's a, a school setting for people who are learning magic. Uh, and they're supposed to summon familiars. Uh, this kid, for some reason, is having a hard time summoning a familiar, finds a magical tome in the library, uses that, and he summons a demon. Uh, a, a voluptuous demon. Uh, ah. So so she, go, she, she pretends, she hides her horns and tail and pretends to be like, oh yeah, he summoned a human, a really strong human. And it's just, it's very much in that... Um, it's the etchy, like, you know, road of, it's just like, yeah, it has, you know, some of those just silly uh, middle school humor, I guess. Uh, and like, yeah, it's all these weird, awkward situations he's in. And it's just, uh, 
yeah it's just not very good i I ended up watching it just because it's like well it's dubbed it's on and i'm just i'm like i'm kind of having it in the background while i'm doing something else uh it the last episode no real spoilers uh it's just he said he ends up saying a bunch of cheesy liner one-liners it's like it is textbook like really can't believe you said that one and you said that and you said that all right yeah you know it's just like no real love for that one so if you can just avoid it i i honestly think if you want to watch something where it's uh has something along those etchy factors watch anything else uh <laughs> it really wasn't worth like and it, it i thought it might be more funny than it was it kind of had some like oh yeah maybe it'd be some silly humor and it really wasn't as good as I was hoping and never got as serious as it should have been and it's just like it just was lackluster all around. Just, you know, one of those things. Like, I hope it gets better. Never got better. Uh, uh, let's see. Ended up rewatching the first bit of, I uh, showed my wife the first bit of uh, Chainsaw Man uh, dubbed. And so I ended up rewatching like the first handful of episodes and being able to quick power through them. It is like one after another. Like it is not as slow as I remember being the first time watching it. Yeah. Um, and when you get to about like episode five, is where it starts to pick up. Currently finished episode eight. Episode eight gets really interesting. Um, I'm if I'm now I'm now officially I think at good at the good stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, they they have a great. I think episode seven has a great uh bar scene. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that it was hilarious. Um, and you know it's it's uh it is what it is um i like it i will tell people like especially the visuals on it it's just something else man uh it they do a really good job for animation quality Um, yeah i mean it is it is an expensive show they have definitely gone you know above and beyond like i've said before um and i think that it's good because the show does need a lot of um it needs to be high quality uh, because there's not a there's not a ton going on all the time. Uh, there is some you know there's plenty of action and stuff, but a lot of the story does take place in some of the the downtime. So it would be really easy for that show to um, have you know just regular quality animation, and then the in between stuff would just feel flat and boring. But they do a really good job of keeping it interesting and making the characters feel real um, by just animating the hell out of it, and so it's it stays pretty interesting. I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's pretty good, and I'm looking forward to some of the some more stuff from the manga coming in and kind of spicing things up. But uh, it's it, it is good. It it is definitely um, good so far as far as I've seen too. Yeah. Uh then yeah, that's like one of the most of uh that's like one of two that I haven't finished yet, or that that one's not even finished yet, but it's only episode eight dubbed. Uh, finished out uh your boy Kong Min. Uh that was fun. Uh yeah, I mentioned it before, uh just a couple spots towards the end because uh they're singing or rapping, and so I had to go to uh, a subtitled version so I can actually get to the lyrics. Oh, but yeah. other than that it's you know, everything else was just fine. It was good. Um, they they finish their arc. They they you know and they they move on to the there's a a next higher goal for them to reach. 
very much opening it for like hey we need a season two um you know so you know because they're they finished like they're like hey this is your your you need to get to this you know con you need to get to this venue this is your main target but in order to do that you have to complete the sub quest they completed the sub quest and that's where the series ends uh. um so you're like okay well at least they've come that had come to a conclusion and now they're ready to go off you know and next time around so yeah that'll be um i hope they actually does get a sequel because i'll watch it and so yeah you get you get a you know a positive rating for me on that one and i finally i finished up um is it wrong to try to try to pick up girls in a dungeon uh season four uh honestly i think it's better than season three uh I, it had a lot more action it was a lot more faster pace uh, it's uh there there's only one or two minor hiccups i had with it uh but as a whole it was like yeah okay this is the pacing of this one it was, it was very much more action oriented and i enjoyed that uh it's not i don't know if it's completely done yet uh, i don't know if they're doing a second half or uh because I, I think it was only like 11 episodes this time around uh but clearly there's more to come uh but yeah that was uh it's it that is kind of not concluded as it were uh so so there'll be more get... so you think there'll be like you said there's so there's room for more but do you think there will be more coming on or i never know? thought they were gonna get a season two okay. <laughs> so, and this thing keeps on pumping them out so i'm like you know what they'll prob- they're, I'm oh, probably i probably i like was this one where you said that like they sped through all of the material in the manga and then they started going off on on their own or was that a different one no that's a different one okay. yeah so uh so this one is just straight. Uh, this one is, uh, I'm assuming it's based off of a light novel with a t- with that type of title. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's you know, like I said, it was it was a neat concept, and the first you know season was you know was solid. Then second season got more interesting. Third one, like I said, a little long in the tooth, and but still all right. And then this fourth one, you know, like I said, probably the most action heavy one they've had so far um less less drama and just more straight to the point i'm like all right so if you want so i was okay with that and i i overall like the series so um and then the last bit i've been watching was uh it's an older one well older now but it's um the cyberpunk edge runner uh you know i feel like it's old news at this point um you know so i picked it up again uh i don't know a couple weeks ago and it was just kind of out of the blue. I'm like, you know what? I kind of have, like, I watched the first two episodes and just kind of fell off. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot again. And so started watching it and I've been enjoying it again. I'm like, yeah, I just, the art quality is also super solid. I love Studio Trigger. They do a very good job about being very stylized in their own unique way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just actually by, it's one of those things that by watching the anime, it makes me want to get back into the game again. Because bugs aside, the idea, the storyline to that game was interesting. It had enough concept I, I, there. It just was buggy and broken as get out, and it was not the best thing to run on a PlayStation Four. Even well, I think all that stuff is. I think all that stuff is really cleaned up now. I think. Uh, oh, it's 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 leaps. It's you know leaps and bounds better than it was before. It's you know, and that's why I'm like now I'm like well. Maybe when it drops to like twenty bucks on PC, I'll pick it up on PC. But uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm not honestly. I'm not in a hurry to buy the game. 
but I am interested in playing it again. I just I'm afraid that the PS4 version will never quite live up to what it should. You know what? It probably shouldn't ever came out on the PS4 to be honest. So no, they probably they had pushed it so long, and but yeah, I they probably should have just waited for for PS5 um, or something close to it. But I don't know. It it it, it just needed more time to. To, to cook and they got in there they stepped on their own own tail on that one but uh, yeah, i honestly think I, if if the if the game didn't burn so many you know bridges and just make people leave a bad taste in the mouth i think uh cyberpunk edge runner would have had a better contender would have been a better contender for um the best adaptation for the video game awards mm. but when you hear the name cyberpunk you just automatically kind of like sigh and a little bit cringe inside you know so. yeah it is definitely uh it, I mean, it's de- definitely like a turnoff now. Um, I do keep hearing about the Cyberpunk Edge Runner, though. I keep hearing it's good, and I I need to I need to sit down and and, and watch it. Because um, how many episodes are there? Eight or twelve or or what? I think it's twelve. Uh, I just keep on. Wa- I just I don't even know what I'm on anymore. I'm just like Netflix. Continue where you left off. And uh, but it's it's been enjoyable. I mean, uh, I think they do they do a good job with building the universe. Um, and like I said, the quality art is just, is, is awesome. Uh, if you know, I, I'm trying to think if you don't know anything about the whole cyberpunk concept, like the, the different worlds, the words and like the, Oh, I see. I'd almost say watch, um, carbon, uh, was that uh, altered carbon? Oh Alter, yeah. Altered carbon season one is a very good TV series in general. I just really like season one. And it's also a very good intro for those who don't know anything about the terminology or the concepts of, you know, cyberpunk or some of the um, ideology, philosophy and stuff like that, because they, they do a really good job in that show of bringing up all kinds of things that are normally been in those in books. Um, so, you know, that helps break that ice. But, you know, this is this doesn't go into a lot of the depth stuff, but they do have terms in the background that you're like, you can kind of figure it out maybe if you just by context clues, but if you don't know the lingo, like what a net runner is, mm. um, you know, or ice, you know, the term ice is like synonymous for uh, like a firewall, like a shielding for a company to help stop hackers from breaking in. So they'll have walls of ice, you know, like, you know, it's, it's their, it's the terms that they use. But if you don't know anything about that, then it's not really the, um, the quickest to grasp, right? You're like, what are they, yeah. you know, you just don't quite get it. Yeah. Cyber- but it does make me, like I said, it's been really giving me the urge to play the fucking game. Yeah. I mean, cyberpunk stuff in general, just as a genre is always, is always really cool. It's very difficult to pull off good cyberpunk because for every, you know, good cyberpunk movie, there's probably, you know, 10 or, or more that are, are not good. And there's really not even all that many. Um, but uh, yeah, it is. It does have its own, own mythos, and that's kind of part of the cool thing about cyberpunk. I think is uh, learning the the mythos, learning the the lingo, and how things work together. Because once you do, you're like, oh, that is kind of cool. Like this because of this, and that because of that. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I, I mean, it's it's good. I guess that's what the show's made to do is make it's made to make money, obviously, but also make you want to go play the game. Um, so maybe, uh, if it gets down cheap enough, uh, you can pick it up and have a little bit of a fun time playing it. 
Yeah, they did announce uh, some DLC for it as well. Uh, that was one of the trailers for the Video Game Awards, is some new yeah. DLC coming out for it. Um, shoot, they had someone really of note give, uh, going to be in that game now, too, and I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, but yeah, it's just they got they got another celebrity. You know, they're like, yeah, check out this. I'm like, I think it was Edris Alba. It's probably always it's it always Edris Alba. It now. was Edris Alba. Yeah. It's always Edris Alba. You're right. He's in it. He's he's like some some dude named Lacroix or something. <laughs> he really likes water. I don't know. Man. He really likes his water. He talks like this all the time. But yeah, it's just I mean, uh the fact you know they got him they pulled him down. I'm like, oh wow, okay, that's that's pretty neat. Um so once again, I'll wait for the I'll wait I'll end up I have enough patience. I'll wait for all the DLC to drop and then buy the game of the year edition when it's ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> when they're giving it away. <laughs> uh no, but it's just I don't know. Um it you know, I originally played it. I originally checked it out from the library and played it early, early, early. Yeah. Uh, back when I was still super buggy. I bet. Um, and I put a, I put in quite a few hours into it. Actually, you I you really, would. and I kind of liked it. It was just it, if it wasn't <laughs> just you know if it wasn't so damn broken. So yeah, now I think it's perfectly acceptable. Uh, it should you know it's probably at the state it should have been launched in originally, and uh, that was that's it, man. That's I've watched a lot of things. Um, you know, haven't finished it, but I thought honestly, I if you like Studio Trigger, then you're obviously gonna watch this. If you're anything, if you like sci-fi, cyberpunk, you know, yeah, then go for it. Um be careful watching it around your parents' kids, uh, because there are some boobies in there. So boobies. you know, you just don't be like, it's a cartoon, and all of a sudden be like, Oh no. Boobies and brains, you know, blood blood splatter, and you're like, Yeah, you're gonna be banned from Netflix. It ain't that kind <laughs> of cartoon, kitties. Yeah, so. so watch out. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for everything that we've been watching and playing and uh, the Game Awards and all that crap. Um, so, uh, yeah, with that, the pod has been cast. Joe, what did you learn today? I learned you get embarrassed very easily by simple things like mouse pads. There you have it, folks. All right. That's our show, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, guys, take it easy. Uh, remember, don't dox yourself. Don't dox yourself. Gosh. All right, bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to another Dead Pixel, uh, the podcast that has won all of its lawsuits. I want to restart this. I'm sorry. Uh, two, two weeks in a row for you, fucker. Fuck you, man. Shut up. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> I forgot who that was. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We'll do it live. Okay. Okay.